What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Goalink Show. My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Goalink, a goal-setting community providing growth junkies with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. If you're looking to grow and develop consistently, you are in the right place. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener out there to, to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success and not just the typical achiever out there. We, deal, we delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? What about surrender? What about you know meditation? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week we have my friend Doug on the show and I am not gonna give a huge intro. Maybe I will just cause I'm so excited but I listened back to this. This is the last interview I recorded in person before I moved out of Salt Lake City. And Doug is a once extremely successful sales leader and trainer turned meditation motivator who lives unapologetically. He had the car, money, went to all the sporting events, he traveled, had the girls, and all the material possessions one could desire. And as cliche as it sounds, something was missing. There was a restless void. Listen to Doug's story in this episode about self-discovery, meditation, yoga, psychedelics, and launching a mindfulness app. And whether you want to try psychedelics or not, this is a conversation that can benefit anyone with, medita- with meditation, yoga, and other disciplines, we can learn more about ourselves and go in and further this life's experience. Let's sit in silence and listen to the quiet taps on the shoulder. Listen to find out more about this. This is a really cool concept. And each person we are in this life is important to our evolution. We must be different people to appreciate our evolution into our next phase. And one thing I really love that Doug says is that we all have traumas. They are valid to our individual experience. Do not compare or judge them. We all have traumas and they're all valid. And suffering occurs when we're attached to a specific result. And look out for his app launching in June 2019 at The Daily Shifts. Make sure you check him out. Without any other intro, let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome to The Goaling Show. Um, I'm stoked to be in the lair of Doug. Dude, for real, um, I can tell just being here as soon as I walked in, I immediately felt like spiritual, but um, like not even just spiritual, like mentally uplifted to like, this is just like a sacred space. Very sacred space. Yeah. Yeah. And before we jump into how you are, because I'm just inspired by this right now, how it seems like you've designed this space very specifically to keep it sacred. Sure. Yeah. So this, I'm very particular about energies and who's coming into my space. Mm. Um, I don't, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. I don't let anyone in here and I just know how important it is with your home, especially to keep it clean and organized because you are the environment you live in. Mm-hmm. And so as you can see, as we just look around, obviously our listeners can't see it, but I've got my place to do my work. Um, right next to us, I have my whole meditation corner. 
in my house. And then this other corner is where I gain all my knowledge. So I do all my reading. So it's designed a specific way for mind, body, and soul. Um, I've got See, next so to you, cool. I've got, you know, all my stuff for working out in my yoga mat and my rollout of my vibration plate. So, and then behind you in the kitchen, you can see my, all of my supplements, um, coffee maker. So, you know, it's got the whole regimen here. That's cool. And you really have separated it out into that space is meant for that specific thing. Correct. And are you very strict about only practicing those specific activities in those areas? Yeah. I think it'd be funny to watch if I had a video camera throughout my day, Dude, because you would see in the morning I'm here at the desk, um, kind of just seeing over re reviewing my emails, kind of doing some work stuff. Um, and then I leave and usually go to yoga and then come back and take all my vitamins. And then I come over here. Um, and then for about an hour every day, I just sit here at my altar and do my meditation. Um, and then I might come back and do emails after. And then usually around three to five o'clock, I move over to this corner. And as you can see all my books and I spend my time reading. So it's kind of like a pattern I do almost every single day. That's cool, dude. Do you ever get like cabin fever by just staying in here? No, I love being alone. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think there's so much power of being alone Yeah, and most people are scared to be alone. They need distraction. Mm. And so my question is always is why, what are you distracting? Right. I feel like a lot of problems in today's times is people's inability to sit in silence for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be able to meet that part of yourself. So I, I agree. And I know you probably already know this saying that essentially like, being busy is not only less productive at times, but also it's easier Sure. to like what you said, like being distracted instead of like being alone. Mm -hmm. That's hard, man. Yeah. But so, I also love being alone. Yeah. If you can't be happy being alone, how can you expect someone else being happy being with you? Mm. Right. And so it's part of evolution and it's part of the human experience is you have to learn to love yourself. And once you truly learn to love yourself, um, then it's really easy to love other people. But mm. before you can love someone else, you have to learn to love yourself. And the way you do that is, you know, getting to know yourself and that requires spending some time by yourself. Yeah, that's dope. And I will, I'm moving and I will have a new space. You've inspired me to design it like this. Cool. Um, especially the meditation altar. That's dope, dude. Yeah. Like I'm going to take that. You should. That's yeah, cool. it's, it's a special place for me where I've had a lot of really cool insights on my life. Mm -hmm. I've come in this space. Do you keep a notebook to write things down? Yeah, I journal. I try and journal every single morning. I don't every single morning, but yeah. I try and get to it at least a paragraph every day. Okay, cool. I love it. So we've already delved into um, your sacred space, but we we caught up um, a few weeks ago. And what I want to really talk about at this point is you had a, an enlightening moment on June 10th, 2017. I remember the date. Yeah. Is that the right date? That's the right date. Okay. So before we jump into this enlightening moment, describe who you were before this moment. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's important to say too, that every part of your life that, cause you know, we evolve as humans and we change every person you are previous to this moment is really, really important mm -hmm. for your growth. Um, and so to get where you want to be, you have to be a different version of yourself first to evolve and grow. And so before my quote unquote enlightening moment, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I was 
felt like I was living a pretty good life. I was successful in my job. Um, I was making really good money. Yeah. I was traveling. I was going to all the sporting events. I, you know, I was living, I was driving a nice car. I was, thought I was dating pretty girls. <laughs> like I thought I had it pretty much figured out. Um, mm-hmm. but there was absolutely a piece of purpose that was missing. So did you really feel that it was missing? Yeah. I, I, and I didn't know if that's what it was. Okay. But you felt, so looking back, you knew that that was missing, but you felt in the a, mo- a void in the moment. In the moment, yeah, there was definitely a void, and I just didn't know what it was. And it was okay. actually kind of scary because we were taught we're taught um, the way you solve that is through fame or through money or mm-hmm. get more followers or buy the car. And so I was looking at the people who were that had that, and I could also see that they were not happy. Hmm. It was almost like there was this constant restlessness in society. Just everyone was just restless in this. We have to do this and this and. Mm-hmm. I need to show you this and I needed this car. I need to make this money and buy this house. And just no one just, there was, there was no calmness in my life. It was mm-hmm. always just felt chaotic. Right. And for me, looking from the outside in, I would agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Like as an outsider, like Doug had it figured out, dude. Mm. Like you had money, like everything was working out, like traveling, da da da. You know, like yeah. I never doubted that you worked for it. Sure. Right. Like I know that you earned it. Um, and I don't want this, I don't want to say this nonchalantly because you hear so many times of, I had it made and then it didn't make me happy. Right. But really like, I want to delve into that. Like truly, dude, you had like a quote unquote good life. Yeah. So leading up until that day where you had a revelation, did you like, were you seeking or searching for anything or did it really find you? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think I was searching for it. I didn't know what I was searching for though. Mm. I just knew that there was something missing because mm-hmm. I was getting, I was getting anxious because it's like, I didn't really have a sense of direction in my life. I mean, I did like, and when I did have a sense of direction, it was work and success and, and I worked hard. And so that defined you. So success sure. defined you maybe? Mm, no, but more of like, I was told this is what you need to do. And so I went and did it and I did it really, really, really well. And, but it wasn't your own intention. Like, sure. It wasn't my own intention, but I just, I just always felt like something was missing okay. and I just didn't know what, mm-hmm. right. It's kind of like, Oh, I'm traveling and I'm going to cool sports games and I'm driving nice cars <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm on the beach and you know, mm-hmm. on the other side of the world, how cool is this? But really it's like not that cool. You know, I'm over, it was over pretty quick. So it's kind of like, it was almost like this question of like, there's gotta be more. Because once you've done it, like once you have the car or yeah. the pretty girl or you're on a beach, like even for me, I just, I got back from Hawaii and this is my second time there uh-huh. and it, it's kind of sucky. Like the second time there isn't as special, mm. you know, and just that sense of like, yeah, I need to go inward, but just looking outwardly that initial, like, because it's not a first anymore. Like mm. I've been to that beach. I've seen those mountains. Sure. It's not as, I'm just saying that to the point as far as, um, like you've been, you've been to some cool beaches and that's sure. it. You can't just keep going to beaches. Yeah. yeah. But I think going to them now after having that experience, I'm in just in such a sense of awe and Ooh. it's amazing because it's like, I, I'm seeing it differently. Last, okay. the first time I was going, I was going 
having those experiences, it was to show people uh, this is where I am. Okay, okay. Right? Like, look at me. I made it. Right? And it's like, I'm supposed to go to the beach because that's what you do when you can. And so I was kind of going and I wasn't going for the, for, for, for you. Me. It wasn't yeah. like for me. And now after having this, that experience I did and whatnot and changing and being, feeling like I've glimpsed enlightenment. I don't feel like I'm enlightened by any yeah. means, but I feel like I've, I got a glimpse of what's out there and what it's for and why we're here. And mm-hmm. it completely changes your perspective on everything. So now when I go there, it's like, this is unbelievable. We live on an unbelievable planet that's so beautiful and so immense. And I just have a deep love for it. Hmm. And it's literally like living on a different planet and seeing it completely different in a different perspective. I love that. It's like, I've never heard that you, it feels like you're literally on a different planet. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So let's, so it makes sense to people. Let's jump into, so what happened on this day of June 10th? Yeah. So I'll give you a little backstory to Mm -hmm. it. Um, I was in this rut. I didn't know what was going on. We're probably, this is spring 2017. I had just gotten into yoga um, and felt called to yoga. Yoga was a cool thing for me because I was able to relax my mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I hadn't done that in a long time. And so um, I signed up for a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. And so I go to this yoga retreat and um, one of the nights we did a yoga class that overlooked the beach during sunset. And so the class is during sunset. And by the end of the class, we were just underneath the stars and they were just like crazy there. I mean, there's no light pollution. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment of, I felt like I had an out of body experience where basically I was laying down in Shavasana and mm-hmm. my body kind of like came up out of my body. And I could look down and see my own body. And then I slapped back into it. Just real quick. It was really quick. One, two seconds. And in the moment, I was really confused. Because I was like, was I dreaming? Was that real? I wasn't sure. I didn't, I've never like studied out-of-body experiences. Um, didn't know what was going on. I just was really confused. And I didn't tell anyone about it. Because um, I, didn't, I didn't know personally what was going on. So... Anyways, I have that experience and I'm in like, I can just feel like this energetic shift. And I just remember just feeling very weird and like, I I almost like something's going on and I don't understand what, and I couldn't recognize what was going on. Mm. Um, A couple months later, we're in May now, 2017. I downloaded the book, Stealing Fire on Audible. And that book is pretty cool. It's basically talks about flow state, Mm -hmm. like how to get into the zone, whether it's in sports or writing or music or whatever you do that gets you that gets you fired up and how when you just feel like you're just reacting and not really thinking and it talks about flow state and so and all the different ways to get in there and there's a part of the book where it talks about psychedelic drugs Mm. um and growing up in my religious background i was always taught that drugs equal bad period if you do drugs you will die like that's (laughs) what you're taught yeah me too and so they talk about these substances um, they talk about uh, MDMA, they talk about LSD, they talk about psilocybin mushrooms and DMT or and, and ayahuasca. Um, and to me, this is brand new frontier. Like I have no clue about any of this. I've never heard about it, never done any research. And I'm just blown away, mm-hmm. like completely blown away at what I'm reading. It talks about how a lot of people use it for creative purposes. Um, there's the quote from Steve Jobs, how he said, you know, using LSD was one of the most profound experiences of his life. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like literally jaw drop. I remember literally just right out here on the patio, on my patio reading it and just in 
utter disbelief. Yeah. Like, and I remember feeling called to it. Um, a real deep sense of like cur- curiosity. Um, cause I was at the point of this life where I felt like I was missing something and it was like, Hmm, wonder what this will do. So, um, anyways, within a week, it literally wasn't even that much longer after the book. I had a friend call me and he was like, Hey, we're going up to our buddy's cabin from high school up in Eden, Utah. Um, and he's like, do you want to come? I'm like, sure. And I hadn't seen this guy in a long time. So I have no real true intentions of what's going to go on other than maybe just small little party. Yeah. Um, so we get up to the cabin and my buddy from high school is like, Hey Doug, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm not sure if you're into any of this stuff, but I have a psychedelic substance here. Mm, just crazy timing. And I've never been offered hard drug or a drug in my entire life ever. Like never been offered cocaine or anything ever. And it's like, I finished this book where I'm reading about these substances and then I get offered these substances in the same week. That's crazy. So to me, I remember thinking like, oh, this is a sign, mm-hmm. right? Because 99 out of 100 times I'm saying no, right? That's just what I've, I've always um, stood behind. So anyways, I took one of these substances and, you know, 45 minutes into it, it kicks in and I feel it. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is drugs. <laughs> like, welcome to drugs. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like a normal kind of normal high weed experience of, you know, I felt really happy and um, almost like a euphoric sense, you know, and, but there was a part of me that's like, okay, I'm glad I'm doing this. I'm having fun, but like, this isn't very insightful. Like this isn't like very, you're deep. not in a state of flow. Like the book mm, talked about. Um, I could have been in a state of flow of just kind of like hanging out and having a good time. But yeah. I'm like, I had a, my intention in taking it was to like meet God in a sense. Right. And it's like nothing. I'm like, no. (laughs) So anyways, I'm for sure. I've already peaked. I'm like an hour and a half, two hours into it. Like it's, it's working. I'm just enjoying the night. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is it. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm glad I had this experience. It's a new cool experience, but like, I don't ever need to do this again. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost like I need to tread lightly, you know, because it's the drug world, right? I'm entering into this world, and yeah. it's just kind of like cool, but like be I'm be smart, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there was this, I kind of a demeanor about me at the time of like, like I said, this is this is it. Like I don't need to do this again. I'm and which one was this? Did you try first? This was MDMA. Okay. Yeah. So which isn't technically a psychedelic. Um, it is. It just gets you into a really cool headspace in a sense, and it's a heart opener in a sense. And so, um, another friend of mine actually, we both took the same amount at the same time from the same batch. Mm-hmm. So it's like we we're on the same level, right? So, anyways, he's having a good time. I'm having a good time. Kind of like, all right, let's just enjoy the night. We're partying. Let's whatever. Um, it gets to a point in the night though where my buddy, I was laying down in his like master bedroom, and I had my hands behind my head. And just laying down thinking like, there's more to this. Like Mm. I know it. Like they don't write a book on what I'm feeling right now. And so I get up to leave the room and I have like, holy shit moment. Like I'm in trouble. It was a scary moment of like, Mm. I, something, I took a bad pill and something happened and I'm, I'm in trouble. And like, I literally like have the thought process, like I'm going to die right now. 
Like my friends are going to have to call and tell my mom that I took drugs for the first time and died. Is this a side effect? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. This is just what happened. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Um, I've never had it since, Mm -hmm. but, um, and so it was, and I had a very similar, like out of body experience like I did in Costa Rica, but it was like, I was falling out of my body and I'm like, what is going on? So as you were standing up, you were falling back. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden I kind of like zapped back into my body and I was like, what was that? Just so odd and so Mm -hmm. weird. And I knew something had changed and I wasn't sure. And I was really confused. So I leave, I open up the door to go in like the main living area where everyone was and all the lights were on or whatever. And I swear, and it, this wasn't a hallucination. Mm-hmm. It was very much from my perspective, what was going on in my head. I legitimately had transported into a different dimension. As crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but, um, and I can't even explain to you the way it looked because there aren't words for it. Right. But everything was way more real than this is real, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's more real than being on Earth is real. Mm-hmm. And I could see, legit see energy waves flying through the air. And anything that had ever been alive, like a wood table or a chair, I could see the energy still in it. Huh. And I could look at people and I could see their auras. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, the hippies were right. <laughs> Yeah. Like we have an aura and then there was a, like a light system, like a chakra system. And I'm like, what? And I just, I was in complete and utter disbelief. Um, and there was no such thing as time. Time was completely, there was, I was in, I was an infinite universe mm. and it, there's no way to ever describe that because we've always been bound by the constructs of time. Um, and I remember thinking like, holy shit, we made it. We're here. Like we finally have gotten here. Like we are here. This is what we've been trying to get to our entire lives and we've made it back and it is beautiful and euphoric. So you said we, because like the party was there? Yeah. I thought everyone was there. Okay. Okay. Cause I remember thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is what happens when you take drugs. (laughs) How come no, how come no one talks about this, this place? Mm -hmm. Like I was in a different place. It wasn't a hallucination Mm -hmm. of hallucinating before, but I was physically in a different place. Um, and then I, uh, there was like this beam of like light almost. And it just freaking nailed me on the top of the head. And it was the love of the creator or God or whatever you want to call it. And I never experienced that before. And it was very much like, Oh my gosh, something bigger than me, infinitely more wise hmm. loves me unconditionally. And it was like, it was instant. It wasn't like I needed to earn it. It wasn't like, okay, let's see if you follow these rules. And if you have, then I'll give you my love. It was like there. It was there immensely suffocating love. And so the only way I can describe it is like think of the happiest moment of the happiest day of your life. Mm -hmm. That's a 10 on the one to 10 scale. This is a 20. Mm -hmm. Like it's a whole nother scale that you don't even know exists. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this deep rooted infinite love. And it was like, wow, for the first time in my life, I know that there is something else out there bigger than me. So you didn't see it, whatever it was, just, just the energy and I the love just, of it. I was suffocated in it. Dude, I love that. I was yeah. suffocated by it. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And, there was, and there was, it was very clear to me that it wasn't, it, it didn't need to be earned. It's there. Like, mm. you don't need to earn it. Right? And so I realize, I'm starting to realize that not everyone else is at my same level. Okay. And that something different is going on. And so I need to like get away 
and I go upstairs and lay on the couch and I'm like, I'm like, this is when I start hallucinating a little bit and I kind of just go into this trance almost. And I go to this place and I don't know how to explain it. It's so crazy, but I saw what I thought to be, and this is my opinion, Mm -hmm. right? Of what happens before we come to earth and what happens after we die. And it's very much like we're at this table and our souls are like, okay, you're going to come into my life at this point and I'm going to teach you this lesson and then I'm going to leave and then I'm going to come and meet you and then we'll get married, but maybe we'll get divorced, but I'm going to teach you a really cool lesson in the here mm. in between and like how everything is synchronized. Like the people in your life, the lessons you're learning, there's a lesson in everything. We're here to grow and learn our souls um, through the human experience. And then when we're done, there's infinite levels of progression. There's other mm experiences like earth that we can go to and have that experience or we can re or come back to earth. And that was the first time I've under I grasped reincarnation. Cause I don't know any, I've never done any research on any of this mm-hmm. and was thinking like, Oh my gosh, we live multiple lives on earth. Cause in my head I'm thinking, Oh, reincarnation before this was like, Oh, you die and then you become a tree. Like that's what <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, we get to be human again if we want to. Mm. And that was really cool. And then I was like zapped out of it and I was back. Was just it like, did really quick? Just that back real quick? I don't, I have no comprehension of time. Oh yeah. You, but I was just like back and sober. And so I go to my buddy who gave me the pill and I was just like, first off, I just genuinely thanked him. Like, thank you so much. And he was like, yeah, man. Like, he has <laughs> yeah. no idea. He has no yeah. idea just what just happened. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I'm back. And he's like, what do you mean you're back? I'm like, I'm, I feel sober. And he's like, no, dude, you still have like three hours left. And I'm like, huh? And I just, I was just sober. So I was kind of confused. And so anyways, I go home that night and um, I wake up the next morning and I text my friend who took the same pill at the same time as me. And I was like, hey, what did you learn in like that other dimension? (laughs) Just like nonchalantly. Yeah, because that's what I thought. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, huh? I'm like, what did you learn when you broke through and went to that other place? He's like, dude, what are you, what's going on with you? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what happened to you last night? And he's like, yeah, we just felt good and had fun and partied. He's like, what happened to you? And I'm like, dude, I went to another freaking dimension. And so now I'm kind of nervous because it's like, what? And so I get onto Reddit and I start Googling MDMA trips mm. and I don't find anything even remotely really? close to my experience. Nothing. Huh. So at this point, it's kind of scary because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm crazy. Like I've lost my mind. Did you really think that in this moment that you could be crazy? Absolutely. That's so interesting. Yeah, it was terrifying. Like there was a couple of weeks of my life where I was like, I'm the crazy guy. Like people that walk on the streets and talk to themselves don't think they're crazy. That's true. But like I have this experience that I know I have this experience. But you say it out loud and then people are like, what the hell, Doug? So now and then I'm like, I can't. And then I feel like I can't tell the story because it's like, you're crazy. So Mm -hmm. I'm like. It was. Ve- it wasn't cool. It was a. It was a very unsettling time. Mm. So, anyways, um, two weeks later, I'm at a yoga retreat again, another one, and I'm telling one of my best girlfriends the story, and I'm like, it's cool because I had a buddy who was sober there who who videoed me talking when I was in this dimension. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, let me show you the video to my to my friend, and she's like, yeah, cool. So rewind to 2008. And I'm on my Mormon mission Mm -hmm. and I have this dream. And in the dream, what happens is I'm looking through like a glass window and on the counter, I see a white birthday cake 
And I kept thinking like, oh, what are we celebrating? Like whose birthday is it? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? And I remember I like really, really wanted to see what was going on. And so before I wake up, I zoom in and I look down on the cake and in red frosting, it just says June 10th. No. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. Well, that's what happened. And then, so let me finish the story here. So me and my companion, Uh this is in 2008, we're like, something really cool is going to happen on our mission on June 10th. Like it was a big inside joke. Um, but nothing happened on my mission. So Mm -hmm. it was just like this inside joke. And I actually have like in my journal, I have written down like June 10th, like as an inside joke. So I have, I have, I have a record of it. Um, so anyways, I'm then showing him like telling my friend about the story and she's like, well, let me see this video. So I go to my photos, pull up the video and I look at the timestamp on the bottom and I, then I realized the whole thing happened on June 10th. Dude, that's wild. And I have that connection. I was just like, what? Like, it blew me away. It's the only... I like, just got I, the chills, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And so then I was kind of like in this mode of like, something's going on. Like, I can't deny that that means something. Mm. Um, and it made me feel less crazy because I had like documentation of this dream. Like, I can... Like, I have proof right? I'm not just making all this stuff up. And so that made me, f- that yeah. grounded me a little bit. And then I remember feeling like, oh, I'm being called mm. by something. I don't know what, but something is calling me. So anyways, now I double down on stealing fire. Cause it's like, I need to read this again now that I've had this experience. And so I like sign up for the newsletter and whatnot. And, um, I get an email one day and it's like, Hey, we're due to the success of the book. We're going to hold a flow camp. We'll get together. We'll talk about flow, all that stuff. And like this year, we're going to hold it in Eden, Utah, which is the exact same place where my whole experience happened. Dude, that's wild. So I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on? Huh. So I had to apply and I got in and I got into flow camp. Um, I was the only person from Utah that was even there. People Dude. flew in from all over the world. Um, so anyways, I go to flow camp and I just wasn't ready for it. Mm. Um, it was, it wasn't, wasn't my thing, but I remember the feeling like I needed to be there. And so I remember I get to a point I'm like, I'm just going to go home early. Like this isn't quite my thing right now. I would love to go back now and I think I could totally handle it now. I would love it. But anyways, they have the speakers come up and talk. And for the purpose of the podcast, I'll change her name. We'll call her Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, this lady, Kathy comes in. And she had written a book about, you know, not to suppress your emotions, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, after she talks, we're walking out of the campsite and I start talking to her. And I was like, hey, I really appreciated your talk. She's like, thank you. I'm like, well, where do you live? She's like, I live in Salt Lake. I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. me too. So we're the only ones from Utah. And I'm like, well, what do you do? She goes, I do personal coaching. And I just, the light bulb just goes off. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. You came here to meet her, this, to, mm-hmm. meet, to meet this lady. And so immediately I'm like, okay, book me on a session. Like I literally had talked to her for five minutes. I'm like, book me on a session. And so anyways, I go home from flow camp and I start meeting with uh, quote unquote Kathy and she kind of becomes my Zen master. I want to say in a mm. sense, she, she's Your very, guide. my guide. Yeah. And we talk about enlightenment and meditation and, and this type of thing. And it's going really well. So in the meantime, now we're in October, 2017. And this is when the piece is all, where I knew I was going to be okay. So, um, have you seen the movie Blade Runner? The original one? The new one. The new one, yes. Yeah, so premise of the movie is pretty simple. A company creates artificial intelligence, and that AI starts overtaking 
the company. And so another right. company creates another batch of AI called Blade Runners. To destroy them. To destroy the first group. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ryan Gosling is a Blade Runner. So it gets to a point in the movie where Ryan Gosling goes to this assignment to take care of these AI because they're becoming too human. Um, and he sees, he realizes that two of the AI had created and had a baby. And so he's like, we need to stop this because if this gets out of control, it's going to wipe out the whole human race. Mm. And so there gets to a point where he goes over to like this tree and he finds the birth date of this, a- the, this baby, this special mm-hmm. baby. And of course the birthday is June 10th. No, dude. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, What? So that wasn't like super eye-opening, shocking to me. Yeah. But I, I remember I'm like, oh, you have my attention now. Is this when you first watched the movie? Yeah. So I'm watching the movie and I'm like, what? Like, so I'm paying very close attention in the movie now. Huh. So anyways, it gets to a point in the movie where Ryan Gosling thinks he could be that baby. Um, but he knows that he, he doesn't have any memories. Like the memories he does have were implanted into his brain mm-hmm. to make him feel normal. But he was made as a 30-year-old AI. Yeah. So he thinks, hey, if I can prove that the memories in my brain actually did happen, that means I had a childhood, which means that I'm not AI, which means I'm that baby. So he goes to the creator of the AI and he asks the woman, how do I know if my memories are real or not? She goes, let me show you, right? So she's just going to make up some example. And so she uses her hands and the example she uses is a white birthday cake with what a red hell, frosting. Dude? And that's when I'm like, holy crap. That's when my jaw dropped. Because it was like the correlation, the probability of that. Like, how are my memories real? I had a white birthday cake dream with red frosting. She, she shows your memories are real. We're using a white cake with red frosting. Like, the June 10th thing, the whole thing was just like, oh, okay. And it was comforting to me because it's like okay there is something bigger than me Mm. and this was this wasn't like meaning like something super deep but it was more of just like a comforting pat on the shoulder like hey you're okay and let me just Mm. give you like it's a wink from the universe right so anyways so now i'm feeling really good i'm like oh my gosh this is crazy like we live in a really cool world (laughs) yeah and I'm, i'm i'm bought in and so i'm telling this story to kathy and she was like, hey, I think you're ready for ayahuasca. And I'm mm. like, well, what's ayahuasca? And then we dove into ayahuasca, and that completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. It just shows you. It's a psychedelic tea. Um, that, was it started in the Amazon? or like? Yeah, it comes from Peru, the Amazon, okay. yeah. Um, the active ingredient is DMT, dimethyltryptyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really shows you the other side of the veil or it did for me through my experiences Mm -hmm. it did through me and so i also want to make a side note too like these experiences have been really powerful um and really life-changing for me um ayahuasca really led me to detach all the chains right and really showed me a side of me that really needed to heal um that healing i was unaware of that i needed Hmm. i mean i went through sexual abuse stuff when i was little that I forgot about that I'm now healed from and mm-hmm. body image issues and like I'm not good enough just a lot of really a lot of self-love um and so yeah psychedelics completely changed my life but that needs to be noted too that I don't I am not a promoter of psychedelics mm-hmm. I'm very much a promoter of healing mm-hmm. and done in the right set with the right setting and you are mentally and cap- mentally capable of handling it it can help but it is not the answer 
Yeah, because like even for the people that you were with initially in that party, mm-hmm. no one had the same experience. You Googled it, no one had that same experience. Sure. They're having fun. Right. But Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. my I'm not like saying come follow me. Like yeah. I'm saying I got the experience I needed mm-hmm. to experience a greater degree of life. And it's that's not yours isn't gonna look the same way. Um, it's gonna be completely different, but just as valid. So if if you're listening and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to have this experience, I'm gonna go find some LSD. Like, <laughs> proceed with caution. Yeah. Right. There is a dark side to this stuff. It is a very humbling. Um, you, I, I've had a bad trip, uh, quote unquote bad, a very difficult trip where I feel like I'd completely lost my mind, and it is not a fun place to be in. Do you it mind is, talking about that a little bit? Yeah, it's just um, because we've heard such amazing amazing story absolutely a shadow side to this stuff Mm -hmm. and you have to be so careful it is not to be taken lightly um yeah i've had a trip where i felt like for five and a half six hours that i'd lost my mind like i remember thinking like this is my breaking point Mm -hmm. and just no sense of direction no sense of control everything i was looking at was melting i didn't have a grip grip on reality at all um, and I knew I had read about these experiences. I knew how to navigate through them. Um, I had, a, I had the right trip sitter mm. who was there to help me. And I was aware that something like that could happen. So I knew how to get through it. But I think if someone who has true mental psychological issues that can, an, a, a, a experience like that can really, really damage you long-term. Mm. And so it's, it is not to be taken lightly. Like it is not the, like psychedelics are not the answer. Mm. Um, but it is a way of healing if it is done in the correct way. But it is just very, very, very fragile. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's why probably the scary stories are there. Yeah. Just because of those moments. Totally. And it can get, it was, it was really scary for me. I was in a really scary Even place. though that you were prepared for it. Even though I knew, I felt like, well, you, well I wasn't prepared for it, but I, you, you can't be prepared for it unless you, until you have that experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really, like I got rocked. Like I absolutely got rocked and I was rattled for days after. Hmm. Um, but I understood that there was a lesson in it and understood that piece. But I'm at definitely at a place now where I don't want to use psychedelics as a crutch. Cause now that I've kind of gotten a glimpse of what's out there, you can absolutely access that through anything. You can access it through writing and art and music. Well, you did it through yoga or yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many ways to access it and you don't need the psychedelics get there it's just done in the right set and setting with the right mindset and the safety precautions it's, it's a shortcut it's yeah why do you think do you have an explanation you don't need one but do you have an explanation of why that happened and when it happened to you yeah i think the reason my story has been so intense was because i was so so far as quote unquote asleep mm-hmm. that i needed something to rock me to catch my attention like, I don't think I'll ever have an experience like June 10th ever again. Mm-hmm. I just needed to see it. So I would keep following the path, right? Because if I just would have had a normal experience, I probably wouldn't have ever done psychedelics ever again. And I'm still unfulfilled and searching for my purpose. Whereas I was able to follow, you know, one thing that I think religion did has gotten right is, you know, the quote, still small voice. Mm. Very real thing. Whether you want to call it the Holy Ghost or your intuition or your gut or the universe or source energy. I don't care what you call it. It's a very real thing. And the moments in your life that are going to be transformative are not going to show up in a 
bright flashing billboard, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a subtle tap on the shoulder. And I think I was getting a subtle tap on the shoulder to keep going. And then I followed that. And so that's, that's what leads me to my meditation practice. Mm -hmm. That's why I meditate is because the purpose of my meditation practice is to quiet the noise, to silence, you know, life. So Mm -hmm. I can get in tune with that voice and get a glimpse again of that. Yeah. And would would that be your advice? Because like you said, there's not going to be a huge billboard for most people saying like here, do this. So would that be your advice to people? Like if they feel lost or confused Mm -hmm. to meditate, be quiet and listen, call in, call it in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, call in the guidance. And I think the reason people are lost is because I feel like we're getting nudges and we're getting, um, uh, guidance from something bigger than us. Um, but there's so much noise in our life that we're missing it because we can't hear it because we've got work and school and family and Instagram and TV <laughs> and all this noise. And we're, we're going a million miles an hour that we're missing the sub, the subtle taps on the shoulder. Yeah. And so with meditation, what that allows for me to do at least is it allows all of my th- loud thoughts to happen. And then they, I basically feel like I file them in my brain. Mm. And then once I get through all that clutter, I can get to a really, really quiet place. And when I get there, that's when I can really tune into my intuitive hits and it really calms your brain down. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, dude, that's sweet. And you've, you've mentioned healing. Mm-hmm. So what's one thing you've mentioned a few things like body image. How do you heal that? Was that through psychedelics, meditation, both the coaching? Psychedelics, it didn't heal my, mm-hmm. my stuff. It made me aware of it. Mm. So all psychedelics do is it gives you homework. Mm. Like it's not the answer. It makes you utterly aware. It makes you very, very yeah. aware of your blind spots. And so you can go have a very spiritual psychedelic experience, but if you're not willing to do the work after, it's, it's pointless, right? So all it does is it gives you homework and it showed me what I wasn't consciously aware of, but Mm. that were my major, major issues. And then I was able to go in and heal those. And it just goes back to self-love. Like everything goes back to, because what's going on is we're everyone's seeking for approval. Everyone's seeking for fulfillment. You know, look at me, you know, everyone, everyone's seeking approval, but really you can't expect someone else to fill that void. It's something you need to fill yourself. Um, And so, you know, there's a quote that kind of irks me a little bit which is my own stuff, but it says, go do what you're passionate about in life, right? What are you passionate about? Go do it. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you're not fully healed, you're still going to be trying to fulfill that void of where you're not healed, whether it's body image or mom issues, dad issues, ex partner issues, you're going to try and fill that void. So you're not aligned properly. Mm. You're still going to be doing things to fill that void that isn't true to yourself. So my advice is go heal yourself. Like, Go truly, truly learn to love yourself where you don't need anyone else's approval, right? Because once you get to that place, then you get to truly do what you want to do because you don't care what anyone else thinks. So how do we get there? You got to go in, right? Mm -hmm. We all know what we have stuff, right? We Mm -hmm. all know what our stuff is. And if you don't know what your stuff is, say to yourself, what is my trauma? What is my issue? And the first thing that comes to your mind that that's your issue. You might be like, Mm -hmm. it might be this, but I don't think of this. No, that's what it is. (laughs) And I want to make a point too that you're... Your stuff is valid. Like everyone's trauma is valid. Like you sure you might not have had sexual abuse stuff when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Right. But that trauma is trauma and one trauma isn't more important than other trauma. So if it's body image stuff or, 
you feel like you're not capable or it's, you know, independent stuff or feminist stuff, whatever it may be, it's very, very valid and you need to go in and work on that. And it, can you get to a point of you are totally comfortable and excited to be by yourself and alone? Mm-hmm. And if you get to that point, that's kind of a, a, a very telling sign of self-love. Hmm. I love that, dude. So yeah. when we met up a few weeks ago, I was telling you I was in the middle of a life change mm-hmm. as far as I have been born and raised in Utah, lived here my whole life, moved up in a company, been there for nine years, have a good partner, family, comfortability, I'm comfortable. Yeah. And what happened is um, I got a message on LinkedIn to apply for this job, but it was out of state and I ignored it at first. I was like, mm-hmm. it's out of state, um, not interested, but it kept coming back cool. like in my thoughts, you know, like just try it out. And so I tried it out just like no biggie if I don't get it, it's out of state and it'd yeah. be cool to see if I can, you know, get this big of a pr- promotion. And I told you about it because eventually I got it. But what was difficult is that I did have to leave like relationships that I put so much work into mm-hmm. and the advice that you gave me was to surrender. Yeah. And like, I understood it at the time, but of course you, like you said, you have to go do the work. Yeah. Gotta go to the, you gotta go to the woods. Right. You gotta go to the woods. And I just wanted to thank you. First of all, of course, um, just like the timing was perfect. That's how it works. And I truly did. I was like, you know what? just I'm not going to force anything just like really surrender and I'm trying to like describe it but like yeah. not even try and force thoughts one way or the other which is hard for me it's hard for everyone because right? it's I like to be in control mm-hmm. and I'm an achiever and I like to hit goals blah 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 and so surrender to me can be taken or perceived by the world as a weakness so surrender is an interesting thing because mm-hmm. you know one of my favorite quotes is suffering occurs when we're attached to a specific result. Yeah. Right. And so we're attached to it being a certain way to my future relationship looking like this or my future career looking like this or my mm-hmm. body looking like this. And when it doesn't, we, we start to feel, we, we feel to start to suffer. But what's really cool is what I've learned, especially this was my big lesson in 2018 mm-hmm. was we can absolutely set goals and setting goals is important and setting destination points. But we ha- cannot absolutely cannot map the path there mm-hmm. and never ever looks like we think it's going to look mm-hmm. i mean look at where you are right now in your life you would not have predicted the path no you can't it's impossible mm-hmm. so we we cling to the way we think it should be and that was that's what creates suffering because we're attached to it looking a certain way whereas if you get to a place of i'm just going to surrender and allow the universe to do what it needs to do. And it's going to be really scary because there's a lot of unknowns that you can't yeah. see, but you can only like Steve jobs says, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm-hmm. You can't connect them going forward. So you have to surrender to the subtle nudges and the intuitive hits you get because it will guide you. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when was the last time you truly, truly knew you were listening to your gut and you were like, that was the wrong decision. Dude. It's like, dude, it's weird. I just got almost like emotional. Yeah. Weird dude. This, yeah. It's wild, like for real, like, dude, this is, dude, I really am like getting emotional. This is funny. It's cool, man. But, um, like once for real, like once I like surrendered, it was crazy how easy it became. Yeah. Like, and I had a goal 
to meditate for an hour. Like, cause I can, I don't time it, you know? Sure. But I was like, okay, like I just need to sit just for an hour. And I remember just like doing that, like helped. And it's like, it wasn't just one moment for me, but even just going away to the beach for a week helped too. But, and this almost goes into what you said about being honest with the imperfections or stuff you need to work on. Mm-hmm. It's freeing in the same way yeah. of like living that truth or just like letting go. Yeah. So thank you for you're welcome. Yeah. So and it, and it's, it's a constant, it's, it's, you're, you're all, there's always something to work on, right? Mm-hmm. There's really big pieces of healing that you can get to that are traumatic and that's free, but there's always work to do. And I, I'm just, through my experience, very convinced that when you are doing your end and you're sharing love, the universe will bless you. Mm-hmm. And so you can surrender to these experiences. I'm at a point now where I feel very, very comfortable surrendering to the unknown mm-hmm. because I've done it in the past and it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like been awesome. I know, like, I don't know what I'm getting, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get something really nice and juicy, <laughs> which is cool. That is and cool, so man. once you have a couple of experiences, mm-hmm. it allows you, I mean, it's just like a muscle. You just got to work it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, dude. Um, like, yeah, dude, for real, I just like, I'm just thinking about all the things that have happened. Like as soon as I just like hit that switch. Yeah. And it's just all again, hitting me right now of like how easy it is and how quick it happens. Mm-hmm. And in a way that you couldn't have predicted. No. And, but better but than you, dude, so better, much than better. You could, better than you could, better than you could have mapped it yourself. So much better. Exactly. Dude, that's rad. Um, so let's talk about the app you've just launched. Uh huh. So it's called the shift. Yep. The daily shifts, the daily shifts, daily shifts.com. We're not live yet. We're uh-huh. still in beta. Um, so basically what it is, is when I was doing my previous job of just grind, 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 unfulfilled, I actually learned a lot of really good skill sets, of mm-hmm. goal setting and persistence and dedication and, um, that type of stuff and the grind. And there's a lot of really good, valuable lessons from there. Mm-hmm. And then I took about a year and a half off and went and did all the yoga retreats and the meditation and got my palm read and psychics and tarot. So and you lived and really both. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of really valuable lessons there too of mm-hmm. connection and empowerment and having it connected to a higher source. And so what the app is, it kind of combines both worlds. So you can be spiritual, but also Hustle. Hustle. Mm-hmm. The spiritual hustle is basically what it is. Dude, so, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And so this is, there's just daily reminders to keep you in tra- on track. Um, and that's kind of the app. So if you're listening, hit up the daily shifts on Instagram. Uh, shoot me a follow, then send a DM, and we'll send you a link to be a beta tester. Yeah, it's rad. And, like, it's just good reminders. Like, at noon every day, it says, take a deep breath. Yeah. And, like, for me, I'm like, honestly, those things are good for me. Right. Because like when you're in the zone, when you're hustling and grinding, blah, 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 it's good. Like, okay, cool. I'm just going to stand up and five, 10 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever out of your day is nothing. Yeah. But the benefit from that is huge. Yeah. It's just realignment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we just, like I said, it just quiets the noise, eliminates the noise. And so it's going to be fun to kind of see what this thing turns into. Okay, dude. So you've married these outlooks that you've had, um, from you know one extreme if you won't even want to call them extremes or just sure. parts of life into this app which i think is dope and i think it's going to be big um what are what are like current challenges that you face yeah like 
Sure. Because it's, this has happened pretty quick. 2017 sure. isn't that long ago, not even right. two years ago. Right. And your life has changed immensely yeah. for the better. Yeah. So like what was like a recent action or conversation that has tested you in any shape or form? Yeah. I still, I mean this, I still have an ego, right? <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not like some spiritual yeah. master Zen guy that's just meditating all day. Yeah, I st- totally still have an ego and there's still things that trigger me and there's, I still have personal work to do. And so, mm-hmm. um, the difference this time is I'm very aware. I'm, I feel like I'm more aware of it so I can go do my work on it. But yeah, I get frustrated and my patience, I'm always getting tested on patience. Like patience is my lesson mm-hmm. because I'm at the point where it's like, I can see what is possible with alchemists. Like, let's get there. Let's go going there. And I have to surrender to the universe, you know, the same issues you're running into of just like letting it unfold and going mm-hmm. into the unknown. And so I still deal with that stuff all the time. Like my life is not all roses and mm-hmm. glory, especially, you know, like I'd say the biggest challenge and thing that's weighing on me is I had some investors in this app. Mm-hmm. They have given me a lot of money and they put their trust in me. Lots of money too. Yeah. They put their yeah. trust in me to give them a return. So like I'm responsible for these people's money and it's like, I have to figure out how this app is going to work and make money because mm. these people have put their trust in me. Is so I just, it's a lot of responsibility it's, and there's scary time because it's, uh, there's times where I'm like, this app isn't going to work. Like no one's going to buy it. Mm. And I go through these phases and I mm. have to figure out and be creative how to do it. And so it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stress and pressure, but I have to keep just reminding myself like, trust in yourself, trust in your creativity, trust in the universe and so really need to surrender to your intu- intuition that it'll guide mm-hmm. you. And so yeah, I, 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 I'm definitely feeling the pressure of it, but it's, there's mm-hmm. also a side of me that's very confident, um, that it'll work out because I have put in a lot of work. Right. Is it more pressure compared to like when you were in sales? Mm, it's different. Cause it's mm-hmm. like in sales, it was a skill set that I feel like I mastered for sure. Um, and so I knew I could just plug and play. It's like, if I do this, I'll get this. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm in a new territory now. It's the unknown. I'm in the unknown. I'm in a new industry. I'm in a new field that I am not the expert and I'm going to try and figure it out and I'm going to go for it. But like the sales thing was proven. I'd, I'd, I feel like I'd fi- um, figured out that formula. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I, I don't even know what the formula is. Dude, but like, again, we were talking about the unknown a lot, but I love it. And yeah. like props to you for being in there. Cause if you were just Mr. Sales dude for the rest of your life, it'd be boring. <laughs> it'd be boring, you know? Yeah. So like, I love that you're doing this yeah. and then one day you'll master this too. I hope so. You know, that's the goal, <laughs> yeah, but you gotta, you gotta be in the arena. You gotta be able to, you gotta be participating. So I'm just going to go out yeah. and get in the ring and start throwing some punches. So, so. so even though you're surrendering, do you have an ultimate goal of what you want this app to do or where to take you? Or? Yeah. I want to help people heal. That's the purpose of the app is to help mm-hmm. 1 billion people heal. 1 billion. 1 billion. And it's not just an app. It's going to be seminars. It's going to be coaching. It's going to be a whole brand shift as a brand. Okay. Dope. Um, the app is the first step. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what this is going to turn into. I think it's going to be really big and I think app is going to be one of the small pieces. Dude, I love it. Part of it. How'd so, you, where did 1 billion come from? Um, someone asked me what my number was, yeah. how much I wanted to make. And I responded with like, well, how much do you want to make on this app? And I'm like, mm, I want to help. I thought of 1 billion. I'm like, I want to help 1 billion people. Mm. That was my response. They're asking for a money number. And I said, 1 billion people. Mm. I love so that. That's that a good has response. to be the goal. Okay. Dope. Um, 
And I see on your wall in front of your desk right here, there's a check for two million bucks. Yeah. So is that just like the power of visual, visual, oh, I can't even say no, it. So I word. wrote it. If you look at the time date on it. 2020. Oh, June 10th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's future dated. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that check before I was really confident in shift app yet. And I hadn't raised any money mm-hmm. and I was in a tough place financially. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to cash this check in two years. So how does, how does one, like you definitely have like some connections, but I assume like it just didn't happen. Like what is some advice for you of like networking or reaching out for, for like yeah, feedback make, or funding or whatever? Make it about them, not yourself when you're talking about it. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of times you're talking to someone trying to get something from them yeah. for your own good. And if you can have a genuine interest in others, um, it allows you to be more vulnerable and people respond very well to vulnerability because hmm. it makes you real. Um, and so I feel like I do have a natural gift of being able to communicate with others. Mm-hmm. And it's comes from a place of, you know, especially after my experiences, it comes from a place of empathy um, and just surrendering what we've talked about. It just surrendering. It's like, this is a really cool human being. What can I learn from them? Because every single person you meet knows something you don't. Mm-hmm. So you true. Know? So you mentioned that you love to be alone, mm-hmm. but do you get lonely? Um, like ideally I don't want to be alone forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm embracing the, I'm like, I've got friends and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say I get like lonely in an oppressive way, mm-hmm. but like there's a part of me that's like, okay, this is, this lifestyle is working well for me right now. I do not want this. Yeah. I want it to eventually evolve into, into co-creation. Yeah. Do you feel like, cause uh, naturally for whatever reason, I've been blessed that I've enjoyed alone time a lot. Like sure. That's how I recharge. Like I love people and helping whatever yeah. being engaged with people. But for you, was it a skill that you had to learn or you've been like that? Um, I think it was, it goes back to healing. Mm. I was so uncomfortable alone because I wasn't, I didn't love myself. I was uncomfortable with who I was. And there's parts of me that I did, you know, like something's wrong with me. I need to go do something. I need to be, entertaining because I don't want to have to deal with my stuff. And then I went and dealt once I healed myself, I actually got really comfortable being alone and actually found some new cool hobbies. Hmm. So now like I geek out on being alone because I can go read one of my space yes, books dude. or something, you know, and it's cool. And it's fun. Yes. And it's, it's important too, because mm-hmm. it's a creative outlet for me too. And so it's good for my mind. And yeah, that's dope, dude. Okay, cool. So we've come to the segment of the show where I call scroll my soul. Cool. And what that means is that from what I learn through conversations, reading podcasts, I re- type it in my phone. And then I randomly scroll through, scroll through it and I stop and I pick that and I read it to you and I ask for your thoughts to, cool. to resonate with it. So for you, it was, if you can't tolerate critics, don't do anything new or interesting. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that is the reason people are critical has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. right? So when I get negative criticism towards my app or whatever, or people will hate on me, I've realized that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them because it's triggering something within them mm-hmm. that they haven't healed. Right. So that's the going back to surrender. It's the, you have, if you can get to a place of you realize that n- nothing has anything to do with you, how people respond to you. Cause you don't know what people have gone through that day. You don't know what their day looked like. You don't know if they lost their job or mm-hmm. their kids going through something and you just got lashed out on. Right. And if you can look at it of a place of love, you know, it allows things to roll off your back really easily and it just goes right through you. So when yeah. people are, when you have critics, it's because 
those people are damaged. Yeah, and it's going to happen yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, uh, people because people need to heal. Yeah, I'm like for I truly believe in it. Like, if you don't want any critics or critique or hate, yeah, do not do anything new or interesting. Sure. Like for real. Yeah. You're going to have to do something but and rattle yeah. some feathers. I would just say, just take it deeper. When you do get the critics, you realize it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, dude, this has cool. been super rad. Do you have any last advice or tips? Just um, general yeah. feedback for anybody. I would just say kind of a life motto of mine is learn to sit in the silence, learn to sit in the silence, sit in the silence, sit in the silence. Yeah. There's, it's a roomy quote that says, you know, there's a voice mm-hmm. that speaks that doesn't use words. Oh, I saw that. I saw you post right. that. Yeah. And so if you can sit yeah. in the silence, you know, and work and listen, uh, really cool things can happen as you feel in, intuitive to. What's the last thing that you've heard or heard or reflected on when you sat in the silence? Like, does anything come to mind of mm. whether it's small or big? Just sure. An insight. Um, yeah, actually I got intuitive hit to reach out to a friend. Mm hmm. Um, and just kind of texted her and said, Hey, I feel like you might be going through a hard time. Like I, cause I saw her and I could just feel her energy was off. I'm like, mm. Hey, what's going on? And she responded with like this one page, this huge, massive response and just some stuff I wasn't aware of going on. See? So we'll isn't that cool? Yeah, it was cool. You know, just little things like that. So that was actually, you know, maybe two hours ago. Okay. I love it, yeah. dude. That's perfect. Cool. Okay, Doug. Well, for real, thank you. Thanks for letting me in your sacred space. You're welcome. I appreciate your time. You're the man. Check out the shift app. Is the it daily, the at the daily shifts at Instagram. the daily shifts on Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Instagram. Okay. Thank you, sir. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Doug. Um, listening back to that, I found a lot of good nuggets. So I appreciate him hopping on the show and I hope you enjoyed it. And this week's challenge is inspired by his app, the daily shifts. So make sure you check him out on Instagram at the daily shifts. So when the app comes out in June, Um, You can get it and DM him on Instagram so you can be a tester. I've been testing it for a few months and I've really enjoyed it. Um, My favorite part about the app is the reminder I get at noon to breathe and just to like stand up and breathe just like those five, 10 seconds to realign. I really appreciate it and can feel the difference. And so our challenge this week for you is to meditate for three minutes a day. That's it. And you might already be meditating, but I think the majority of people don't. So it's safe to say that we could all use a little bit of silence and a little bit just quiet. And what I said in the intro and what you heard um, in the interview is like, let's sit in the silence and listen to the quiet taps on the shoulder. So your challenge is to meditate for three minutes a day. I wouldn't time that. I wouldn't use your phone just because it's three minutes. So hopefully you can sit there three minutes and enjoy it and you can go longer if you want to um, I recommend in the morning but any time of the day is beneficial as long as you can just get it in sometime and if you heard Doug's story about the like what he ha- what happened when he was sitting there silently to reach out to a friend um, just say hey how are you like because like the energy fell off between with her and it's really cool that she responded with this one-page thing of how she was feeling. And even when, if he wasn't sitting there thinking about it or n- not thinking, whatever that may be, he wouldn't have li- heard that. So that is a really cool thing. And I hope we all get to experience that. We might not in this first week because that takes some practice. But the challenge is to surrender. Don't judge your meditation practice either. You could be thinking, trying to stop your thoughts or trying to stop 
your mind from thinking is like trying to stop stop your heart from beating because you're gonna think like that's your brain's automatic thing is just to think so don't judge your practice sit there breathe do your thing think don't think and let us know what happens and there are a few ways you can report back once you complete this challenge you can post on facebook or instagram using hashtag goaling challenge tag us in your stories which i would love to see so post or tag me in your story once you try the meditation challenge or use the goaling hotline the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous but still desire a form of accountability to use the hotline call 385 626 0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at a Golink group. My name is Ben. I love you, and this is The Golink Show.